Greetings, gentle listener, and welcome to Remote Operations. Remote Operations is a podcast series made during lockdown by the social agency Stoke on Trent's art based support group for autistic and learning disabled adults living in the city and surrounding areas. But you don't have to be from Stoke to listen, it's for everyone. Well, except them in Newcastle on the line. They'd probably be happier with an episode of some partial like the Archers. Only kidding, Doc. Enjoy. Hello, it's me, Jim Hype, your showbiz reporter to the stars. Today we're talking to Robbie Nichols. It took a while for the stars to align on this interview, but once I'd rescheduled my tennis match with Novak Djokovic and found someone to babysit my pet dolphin, I raced over there and got him round a table. Here is that exclusive report about Robbie and his Nintendo collection. My name is Robert Nichols, and the past three years, when I had a Nintendo DS as my first handheld console, I've mostly collected DS games and have kept them safe, unlike my brothers at the time who kept losing their games. Over the course of three years, I collected 46 cartridges. Well... An average 45, I have to confirm, because I completely forgot how many games I've got in general. So, why did you start collecting DS games? I was jealous that my brother Austin had a Nintendo DS before me. So, I think I had a bit of a fuss and a fit until I got my own. My first DS was a black one. But that broke. Second one was green. That also broke, but it was still functional, but the screen kept going white every time I lifted the lid. Third one was a 3DS. And the fourth and final of the Nintendo DS family was the Nintendo 3DS XL. I can fit them all into three reasons. Stress relief, relaxation, and just role-playing. Now, I, being an acting student, I do get unnecessarily stressed and anxious, and I usually turn to gaming to help with that, which always works. It's also nice and relaxing to just play a game, go at your own pace, and collect as whatever you want. Uh, The third one is role-playing, because I'm a big fan of role-playing games, or RPGs as they're called, where you can customize your own character and they're put into a story created by the game, and you level them up and give them skill points, give them different armor and weapons to suit not just the status of your character, but also his look or her appearance, if depending on. The first RPG that I played that allowed that uh, mechanic was Dragon Quest IX, a game from 2010, which I still have, And I have played a bit of it during lockdown. If you could create your own game, what would it be? Something similar to Skyrim and Fallout, but a more expansive open world like you you can explore an entire planet and not just a part of it. Uh, Race and class differences like elf, human, chimera and dwarf. And it would give them the freedom to do whatever they wish. It would be interesting if I 
finally got a hold of myself and did the book series I'm trying to do, and have that turned into a game. What would your game be about? Simple. Four main characters. They go on a journey through the, the expansive world of Arcania while dealing with terrorists, elven terrorists, and also trying to stop a wizard trying to clear his name over a crime he didn't commit, but it will cost the life of the innocent people. He's being led, misled, basically. The other villains who are actually evil are taking advantage of his kindness and influence. I think the most complex character I've made so far, because I, I always seem to focus on the villains rather than the heroes, which is a big cliche for writers. They focus more on the villain rather than the main characters, which is why the hero is mostly a generic, I'll save you, princess, kind of guy. Or prince, depending on what he likes. Anyway, Corvus Malum is the main villain of the first book series I'm trying to do, which is the Owen Knightley saga. Formerly the court mage of the Kingdom of Leodore, he was exiled because he was framed for a crime he didn't commit. That crime being that he murdered the prince and assaulted the princess. Now he's on a mission, thanks to the little whispers of a little fairy called Omi Nos, to find the four divine stars that birthed the divine gods that created Arcana in the first place, release a demon called Ominous, defeat him, and that will somehow clear his name. But now there's a catch to what I've sort of said about the fairy. Omi Nos. That's Ominous in one word. It's basically that real main villain takes advantage of Corvus's kindness, which relates with his character as also. That is the obstacle he must overcome. What would happen if tomorrow someone took all your games away from you and said you couldn't collect them anymore? Well, I'd lose my creativity and my imagination. Most of what I do... I take tiny bits from video games and anime, which are very creative and imaginative, and put them in my perspective of the book, but in my own way. So, if you were to remove RPGs from my life, I would have nothing to work with. Nothing to calm me down, nothing to create virtually, nothing to distract from the norm, if that makes sense. So finally, how many different game consoles have you had? The first console was a, the first PlayStation. I went from the PlayStation to the Sega, then to the PlayStation 2. Then over time, I can't remember what I went with next. But I do know that I started with the DS and then the 3DS, 3DS XL. Then I moved on to the Xbox 360 because that had Skyrim on. And then I moved on to the next one, which was the Switch. Which is the best console, because it's both a console and a handheld at the same time. So, had I known that Skyrim would be on the Switch, I wouldn't have bought the Xbox 360. Hello, listeners. It's me. 
apathetic reporter Branson Boredom, bringing apathy to every situation. Well, let's take a listen to what's coming to your streaming platforms and socially distanced cinemas. Or we could listen to the sound of paint drying. Oh. Okay. Here we go with famous actors in the wrong film. Roll sound, please, team. This summer, the Banks family get a nanny like no other nanny. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way. Well, that trailer just has me giddy. With excitement. Speaking of giddy with excitement, here is my colleague, Erwin Irony. We sent him an advanced copy of the film and he is going to review it for you. Branson, I was going to watch the film you sent me. I saw the strangest show. All these people were queuing up to see this old bloke and they had like loads of old stuff with them and they were asking the old bloke to look at the stuff and here is the really strange bit. He tells them how much money the stuff is worth and if it's not much they look sad and if it's loads they look happy and Owen that's Antiques Roadshow. Yeah that's it. Oh, dear. Well, see you next time, folks. Greetings, dear listener. This is the voice of Professor Simon Schnitzel. Once again, let us delve deep into the mind of a member of the social agency to discover their hopes, their onions, ambitions, I said ambitions. Let's hear this week's imagined biography. Then I will analyze the subject while you take notes. So, without further ado, I present to you, gentle listener, Sean Kane. Seriously, that's his second name? Wow. Sean Kane is a British historian, broadcaster, TV presenter, and detectorist. Sean was born in Crewe in 1987. Always extremely interested in history, especially the medieval period. Sean began metal detecting with his father, Michael Caine, in 2008. My name is Michael Caine. No, not that one. Sean shot to fame in 2010 when metal detecting with his father on holiday in Tintagel, Cornwall. He unearthed a chunk of wood with distinctive gold leaf inlay. Sean rightly guessed this was no ordinary find. He contacted the medieval history department of the University of Oxford. Hello University of Oxford. Hello history department. After carbon dating, it was confirmed the piece was indeed from the 5th century. They excitedly told Sean 
that they had received two similar pieces found in other sites associated with the legendary King Arthur, Glastonbury Tor and Brittany respectively. The three separate pieces when fitted together formed an interlocking circle. To the astonishment of the world's press, they were revealed to be part of King Arthur's fabled round table. Sean became an overnight sensation. Look at Sean Kane! Respected by historians and public alike, he became a popular presenter, replacing Tony Robinson on TV's Time Team. He regularly speaks at the world's most prestigious universities, Oxford, Cambridge and Harvard, to name but a few. Sean lives in a beautifully restored medieval castle on the west coast of Ireland. He is a gourmet chef and can often be found in his observatory situated in the east wing tower of his castle happily stargazing long into the night. Sirius, Vega, Bellatrix, Ursa Major. Hmm, very interesting, revealing, poignant even. My analysis is... Excuse me, gentle listener, I must... Get the door. Hello, little fella, British guest. Just here to read the meter. Is your mum in? <sighs> I'm a ten-year-old kid dressed as a professor with a glass of cognac in one hand and a cigar in the other. Does it look like my mum's in? Well, dear listener, I'm afraid the analysis of this week's imagined biography will have to wait. So stay safe, keep it onion, and I'll see you in your dreams. You have been listening to Remote Operations, created and performed by the Social Agency. Appearing in today's podcast, we had Roger Fitzherbert, Mike Bond, Robbie Nichols, Adam Cork. Sean Kane, Ed Gorn, and Rebecca Pan. Remote Operation was produced by Saul Hewish and Ed Gorn. Original music was written and performed by Toby White with Carl Poynton. Emily Andrews was our social media executive, and the artwork was by Robert Millward. We have also had other support from the arts. Recording was under lockdown restrictions. Remote operation was made possible with funding from Arts Council England and the National Emergency Trust, which was administered by the Community Foundation for Staffordshire. The social agency is a product of Rideout.